Yeah, because when, when you got the job, the, are you laughing? <laughs> I'm trying to do it quietly. <laughs> it's getting really hot in the room as well because I've had to close the window. Yeah, I've closed mine. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Two Metres Apart podcast. This is the series where I'm interviewing people with interesting perspectives on the current UK pandemic. With no vaccine or current treatment available, it's looking like we may be doing social distancing principles for the rest of the year, including more people working from home. That's why I spoke to my friend Harry, who works in programming and has been remote working for the last few months, even before the lockdown began. We spoke about his experience of work from home, and he gave some useful advice on how to stay productive. Yeah, to start off then, could you just describe what it is you do for a job? Uh, so I am a software developer. Um, I build um, the functionality uh, of websites. Yeah, because I thought it was interesting because your job is all done remotely, isn't it? And you'd started this job before the outbreak. How, how, what, what month did you get the job? Yeah, so I started um, at the end of February, like the last week of February, um, and yeah, it was advertised as a completely remote job, which it is, um, so obviously that worked pretty well in my favour because I didn't need to really reorganise my situation in terms of living, um, and even when obviously we all went sort of into lockdown, I, I didn't really face any changes there, it was just kind of the usual for me. Um, yeah, uh, obviously the lockdown came into effect towards the end of March, so I'd had a month of, uh, of sort of working without that in place. Okay. But yeah, um, I remember when you got that job, it almost seemed a bit of a bizarre thing to me that you were going to be working from home. And I think I remember asking you quite a few questions about like, oh, how do you think you're going to be able to cope with that? You know, do you think you're going to still be productive? But you seem to have coped with it quite well. What, yeah, what's... I mean... It's quite a big uh, sort of jump. Um, obviously, in software development, it is a bit more common because at the end of the day, as long as you've got access to uh, like a computer, you you can kind of do it from anywhere. It's, uh, you know, all the code itself is all cloud-based. Um, obviously, with programs like uh, Slack, um, even obviously some companies will use Skype and Microsoft Teams, you know, you don't really need to be um, in an office to, to make software most of the time. Um, there is obviously like quite a quite a jump from being in the office to being at home because you know obviously you associate your home with a place where you're not working um so you you have to kind of quite quickly adapt to the fact that you're you're going to be living and working in the, in the same space um fortunately for me I've I've kind of already got a home office um because you know, I, I've I've always worked on my own personal programming projects um, for years and years, so I already kind of set up a bit of a home office to do that. Um, so it, it's not such a big adjustment for me, but certainly um, just, yeah, motivating yourself and, and reminding yourself that even though you're at home, you need to work. And, and obviously, um, with my partner, she, she will, she at the start associated it with, you know, I'm home so I can be of doing stuff and i had to say you know I, I can't go and i can't go and take the rubbish out or do chores like you know I'm, I'm i am at work treat it as if i'm in an office you know don't just assume because i'm at home i'm not i'm not doing any work um which obviously she's now adjusted to as well 
I found a good way to deal with it was to have um, basically use a different computer um, for my setup so that between the time of nine and half five, which is my working hours, I would be on a completely different computer and at half five I would turn that computer off and not, not use it again until nine the next day. Um, I mean, you know, for me, I'm I'm quite a big gamer. I play quite a lot of games on the computer. So obviously I've got no games on my work computer or anything like that. So it's it's quite a good um, disconnection and disassociation between the two. If I if I have something that I can just turn off at half five and, and at that point it's a message to me that I'm no longer working, you know, I can I can start relaxing a bit. Um, and obviously same at the start of the day, you know, at 9 a.m. I turn on that computer and, and I'm in work mode. It's, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea because that's I think that's the problem when you're working in the same place where you live, but you lose that kind of distinction between the workday and the home life. Have you had any difficulties with like productivity and you know not getting distracted or anything like that? Uh, I don't think so. I think um, because I've got because I've done it the way I have with having a separate computer. It's like I've made sure not to install anything that would distract me, and I've got um, I've got a few like uh, Chrome extensions, which um, for example, like Facebook. It will block my news feed um, right. and a few of them that will just block sites for me um, just to help me stay productive. But I don't really find myself needing them much. Um, I mean, I enjoy what I do, so I don't find it tricky to actually get on with it. Uh, I don't really need to distract myself much. When you've kind of got the mentality of a job that you care about and you enjoy doing, it adds that motivation, doesn't it? So you you kind of you end up not being distracted just because you want to do a good job I think yeah definitely I mean um you know yeah it's if you enjoy it um it doesn't really feel like work you know it's yes you've got to be there between nine and half five and if you don't do it you're not going to have a job but you know it's, it's not something I have to force myself to do and I enjoy programming you know like uh, like any place uh, you know even in an office there are times of downtime you know um at some points of the day i'll just take 10 15 minutes and just yeah sort of look at my emails have a look at things that the team want me to do but not not go on a complete you know hardcore programming session you know i'll just um just kind of yeah just just check in on other things that aren't as intensive um so that i don't get burnt out you know it's it's an easy field to get burnt out in have you missed um the social side of an office environment because you know it is it is an environment where you end up chatting to people and having you know that kind of connection on a daily basis have you missed that we're very good at my current place in actually staying in contact with each other you know we when we have calls we put on our webcams and stuff so we can actually see each other um you know we call each other quite a bit uh, when we're not calling, we're often talking to each other we've got um we've got sort of rooms in our slack channel that let us talk about non-work things you know where we discuss like the latest games that are coming out um what we're getting up to at the weekend which obviously at the minute is generally not much you're not actually speaking to them as much um but for me i find that a bit nice i'm a bit introverted anyway so i, I quite enjoy just sort of being able to put on my music um and just get on with things yeah 
that's that's good though if you haven't lost you know just chatting to a co-worker about yeah like a late latest game or something like that it's good for you haven't just completely removed that Yeah, because a lot of people are trying to find ways of uh, doing things we normally would have done in person or a particular building, but we now obviously can't go there. So I know, for example, um, I keep getting emails from gyms saying, you know, we're not open in the minute, but we've just launched this new app that, you know, you can do home workouts with us. And it does seem that the industry that you're in is kind of perfect for coming up with those solutions because obviously the internet is just so perfect for delivering these things to people. Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly I'm sure a lot of companies are probably annoyed they didn't put more money into their into their IT infrastructure, into their, you know, just getting a decent website up because, um, yeah, it's, it's probably hurting a bit now. I'm sure there are a lot of companies that are, you know, a bit stuck, probably not expecting suddenly all their employees to be working from home, um, you know, when they probably never have had employees working from home. So suddenly they need to um, scramble and, and get stuff in place for that. You know, you've got the issue that any company which has to take into account um, quite high security uh, protocols where you're dealing with people's finances um, or just people's personal information, you know, they're going to have to be securely connecting um, to like an office VPN. You know, they need to, they can't just let their employees load up their home laptop on their home network and just load up all the customer's information because that's just a massive security breach. Um, and they're, they're probably, a lot of them probably aren't really prepared to suddenly be able to to provide that accessibility um so yeah it's it's yeah it's probably causing a few problems yeah definitely just talking about um security i know you had mentioned um you didn't want to record this interview on zoom uh, and you've kind of resisted um downloading it and using it haven't you um yeah could you sort of explain why you're a bit mistrustful of zoom uh there's been quite a lot of um stuff in the news um just regarding the, the privacy stuff, I think, um, as I recall, I think they were selling quite a lot of information to Facebook. Yeah, it's it's just not got the greatest web. And I mean, they're trying to sort of clean it up now because they know they've got a lot of um, potential revenue to come in now. But yeah, for me, I'm just not, I'm not interested in that. I don't really want to use, use them because it feels like they're only really starting to clear like, clear themselves up now, now that people have said, you know, you've, you've done all these things wrong. I just I find it really interesting. Why do you think everyone has switched to Zoom rather than because like we're conducting this interview now on Skype and Skype's yeah. been around for years now. Yeah, yeah. I don't really understand why everyone's just suddenly jumped ships to something that we don't really know. You know, I I don't remember ever hearing the word Zoom before like I don't know, yeah, but basically before lockdown I don't really remember hearing it. Well, I think what's important is you say jump ship, but in reality, I don't think anyone was really using much video calling anyway. So I would say, you know, they've just managed to kind of get their foot in the door first in terms of advertising during the lockdown. You know, and it's a bit of a snowball effect. You know, with any program like Skype, like Zoom, if you want to 
if one of your family members wants to speak to you through it, you have to go and install it. And then mm -hmm. once you've installed it and you want to speak to another person, they have to go install it to speak to you. And it just kind of snowballs into everyone just installing one program so that you're not having to do, you know, you don't want to have to install five different chat programs to speak to five members of your family. At some point, you will just say to them, everyone get one program and we will just use that. A lot of the ways we use the internet is kind of changed. People are using the internet more at home. They're probably streaming a lot more. You know, people like myself are furloughed and you don't really have a lot more chance to do. So you might end up just sticking on a Netflix. <laughs> what? Other than me, podcast. <laughs> yeah, true. Even that I'm not doing. Um, yeah, people might be streaming more. People are remote working from home. Uh, ringing people using the internet. You know, there's a lot of extra uses of the internet that we weren't doing beforehand. You know, I saw that Netflix had reduced their bit rates, so the amount of information you stream from Netflix has been reduced. Basically, you know, they've clearly they must have been concerned about something if they were reducing that. Is a company like Netflix doing that because they're worried about internet usage in general, or is that more related to the amount of information their servers can stream? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, in their case, it's, it's just financial. You know, they're, um, they'll have a normal, well, what they call a normal sort of cost um, based on the amount of people who normally watch it. Uh, you know, they're used to people being out in the day, so not using it as much in the day. Their costs are probably fairly um, fairly similar, um, sort of month to month. However, now, all of a sudden, everyone is suddenly, nearly everyone is suddenly at home. Everyone of them are probably turning to Netflix. For them, they're suddenly hit with this massive increase in cost because, um, as far as I'm aware, they use Amazon uh, for their servers. So obviously, they're paying... Uh, for the extra resources that Amazon are providing. You know, I suppose when you think, if people have a Netflix account already, they're not paying any more, but Netflix's costs are going to go up because they're now streaming it a lot more. Mm. You know, they're, they're probably just decreasing it to keep their costs fairly consistent. Which one? Which press one outside line? No, I thought I pressed nine. Oh, I was pressing eight. It is interesting, isn't it? Because your life has probably been disrupted a lot less than the average person's. Oh, like like a minimal amount. Like, um, <laughs> you know, I, I often, the only time I really remember anything's different is when I'll turn on the news. Um, you know, we don't even really talk about loads in our work channel anymore. Um, certainly, I mean, for me, like it, it does, it does. I, I, I feel sometimes like I'm almost being selfish that it's not affecting me much. Um, and, then, and then I feel selfish as well because, you know, I know so many people are like working or not working, you know, they actually have lost their jobs. Um, and for me, it's just the definition of business as normal, like there is nothing really changing. Um, but I think, you know, obviously for me, I, I miss seeing my family and friends. Um, but again, I, I'm quite introverted anyway. So, you know, when it comes to going out loads... I'm not missing it loads. Like it doesn't really, it doesn't really bother me too much. I miss sort of going out, going out to eat and that. Um, but you know, yeah, it's um, it's not affecting me nearly as much as as I imagine it's affecting others. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting, really. 
Yeah, um, I, I, you know, and it's um, it's it's something that I, I don't even like to really talk about because again, it, I know it comes off so like it, it does come off selfish almost. Um, but it is just the reality of it. There, there is just um, you know, I got a work from home job before this really hit, so I was already in a situation to work from home. I've had no no adjustment issues there. Um, and and my industry isn't, you know, it's if anything, it's it's kind of busier than normal. So it's mm-hmm. it's not like I've kind of yeah been furloughed or anything. Um, yeah. Yeah, it'd be really awful if you'd uh, <laughs> just been furloughed, wouldn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be really awful if anyone gets furloughed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy for you, mate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, really, I really pleased for you. I get where you're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my conversation with Harry Lee. Thanks again to him for doing that.